everyone, and welcome back to the Web3 Native Podcast. Today, we have a special guest and a special format. For those of you watching the video, you will notice that we are actually together in person with the skyline of Singapore behind us, of the hubs of uh, global crypto. So, let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode features one of the new projects that's up and coming that's really exciting called Trenches. And the unique thing about Trenches and also a, a new thing for Longhash Ventures as well is it's actually run by an anonymous team. But we've had the privilege of actually attracting one of the Anon team members called uh, Trenches King to join us in person today to show that it's a real person. It is real. Very <laughs> uh, real. And also a joint Remotely, we actually have Trenches Bishop and Trenches Queen who are in chat with us right now. So they will be responding. Uh, forgive us if we're looking at the screen in a little bit. Uh, it's because this is like a group conversation that's happening through the, the channel through our uh, Trenches King right here. Yeah, they're very real. They're just here. <laughs> we can see them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get started. Great okay. to have you here. Uh, you should I should address you as what um, King and just just call you King. Whichever you're more comfortable with, or like uh, I guess how the podcast um, environment would prefer this to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll just call you King then. Okay. Well, King, let's start off with a quick intro. What sure. is Trenches, and you know who are the team behind it, or how do you get together? Sure. Um, I think thanks very much first of all, Shikai, and the team at Longhead Ventures for having me and us here. Today, it's always a pleasure to be able to share a bit more about myself and, and Team Trunches. And uh, just a bit of uh, introduction about myself. I've worked across uh, investment banks over the last 16 years um, in the likes of uh, UOB, BNP Paribas, um, SockGen, uh, primarily, primarily in the roles of uh, sales trading and management of teams across APAC. Um, as for the team itself, I think we have a huge part of the C-suite members also from similar background. They are coming in from financial sector where they are holding roles from the likes of investment bankers, asset managers to hedge fund traders. Um, other team members from will be hailing from the tech giants such as Microsoft, Google, Facebook, to put um, to highlight one of the reasons why I can actually sleep soundly at night is because our tech team is particularly um, experienced with cybersecurity as well as uh, smart contract coding. I think we know that Tronchess is in good hands even amongst our team members. Yeah, we are a global team. Um, for me, myself, uh, I reside in Singapore. The rest of the Tronchess team resides across uh, North America, Europe, uh, and of course, um, Asia in general. Mm -hmm. Wow, pretty global and sounds like a pretty good background as well, if, uh, if I may uh, just stay, say because of the you know traditional finance and also uh, tech giants there. Of course, we're going to dive into the, the effect of like the decision of being anonymous a little bit after this. Sure. But before that, people probably, uh, for those of you who are wondering, you know, what is Trenches? Right? What are the products that Trenches is offering? Uh, let's dive a bit into that first. Well, um, for those who have also like uh, been exploring us uh, on Trenches, uh, um, but, and also on, on uh, PancakeSwap, thanks for that in advance. Uh, what we want to say is that Tronches basically is the first of its kind tokenized asset management protocol. It derives um, different risk return matrix of a main single fund. As you might have imagined, the name Tronches was inspired of course by chess and the word tranche actually came from a, a French word which is a, a, often associated with tranche funds that cater to different classes of investors with uh, varying risk appetite. Um, 
going in deeper into tranches, uh, we want to say that there are three main tokens that you need to know, and that is token queen, that basically tracks uh, Bitcoin currently and can be split further into the two other tokens, which is Bishop and also um, Rook. And they are all on the weightage of 0.5, 0.5, add up into one coin. So in, in terms of um, token Bishop, it's, it's, you will need to know that it does not track BTC at all and it's quite similar to the stable coin, the likes of the USDC, where it doesn't have any delta. And there's also Rook, which is a leverage token. And basically it's close to 2x of uh, Bitcoin at this juncture. Um, the inspiration for bringing Tronches to DeFi was a rather um, grounded and simple one, honestly. Um, I think we're users of, of DeFi ourselves and we found that in general, um, DeFi were lacking in some products that we were trying to um, see or be able to use in the DeFi space. Uh, we, we are basically inspired by addressing the lack of in the DeFi space. Mm -hmm. So what are, what are they? I think I think to, to say, um, we know that um, currently there are limited single farming products and relatively low single asset farming returns. Okay, it was on this basis, right, that we want to create uh, a single asset-based fund with farming feature mm -hmm. so that it helps to uh, alleviate against this need. Uh, we're also looking at it from a Bitcoin perspective because I'm sure you know, like uh, we all have bitcoins in, in varying amounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and and it's the largest holding um, coin in crypto space, right? There, there really isn't much yield to be gained anywhere at this juncture. Next, I guess you can say that uh, the the point about impermanent loss. I think we are all very um familiar with that. And now, in order to get high yield, most of the time you will need to pair up with something else to get more attractive yield. But you always have this lingering thought that oh, there's impermanent loss at the bank. Tronchest basically has tokens that eliminates impermanent loss because it only allows uh, mainly single token takings with high returns, right? And I think false liquidation will be something else that we were um, concerned as well. Uh, I think that is a big problem also due to the often on-chain on traffic jam. Rook has no false liquidation. There is a rebalancing logic that would actually prevent this from happening within Tronchest protocol. So, well, I guess you can say that above, these are some of the inspiration um, or rather issues that we are we were trying to solve that actually bring tranches to fusion or to reality today. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, pretty interesting. So given we all think that uh, in DeFi, there's already uh, a lot of products and, and many of them seem to already address many issues. It's interesting to hear that, you know, you have zeroed in on some of the existing remaining problems, mm. right, of uh, impermanent loss, as you mentioned, sure. uh, liquidation. Sure. Uh, of course, uh, sing yeah, single-sided uh, uh, kind of asset provision. Uh, although it does not mean that each of the assets are, are the same, right? They are still kind of targeted at different user segments sure. with different goals or rather different risk profiles, right? So shall we just go a bit deeper? Because I think Queen, uh, Bishop, Rook, they are supposed to be used by almost kind of like very different types of people, right? So although the benefits are, are rather similar, yeah. uh, the target is different. So how and why? Yes. Um, sure. I, I think just to highlight, yeah, I think Tronchas Protocol um, was was basically um, contrast with, with um, different risk 
profile kind of personalities in mind. I think I think we want to address that the fact that all of us have different risk capacities and we, we want to find that single um, kind of um, token in the DeFi space that suits different different varying personalities. Uh, in Tronchess, I think we have to start again with uh, token queen at right at the top where it re represents the main fund and a near 100% correlation to Bitcoin. I think for people that are long-term holders of, of Bitcoin, um, this will be the natural transition or, or, or basically uh, into obtaining a coin in Tronchess that they can leverage on. Um, they get queen and basically they will be able to farm high yield. I think that's the main attraction for them. Mm. Uh, so, so the first, uh, if, I, if I might just recap, so for Queen itself, yeah. it is for existing Bitcoin holders uh, to to uh, to provide single-sided kind of liquidity with no permanent loss and generate like a decent yield uh, for people who just want to hold Bitcoin. Exactly, spot on. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so with with that, I think uh, we will move on to Bishop. Okay. Let's, uh, let's so, Bishop. so, so from uh, Queen. We can actually split into 0 0.5 uh, Bishop and 0 0.5 uh, um, Rook, as we have earlier mentioned. Mm -hmm. Token Bishop is actually a zero delta tranche, uh, similar to um, USD type of uh, stablecoin. Mm. Uh, Sorry, zero delta for our non-financial. Zero delta <laughs> means no market risk. Basically, no. Once you've changed it into um, the likes of um, Bishop, which is again similar to USD. Um, see a type of um, stable coin that there's no market risk. Mm. So we call that zero charter. Pardon me on that, you know, like I'm uh, just very used to um, this, this kind of a description, but uh, yeah. I will all try to <laughs> change around that. Token token root in that sense will be... Okay, um, hang on. So, so for, for Bishop then, uh, yeah. right? So since it's zero delta, it's stable coin, yeah. uh, who, who is this suitable for? Okay, so for the kind of um, obviously um, people with very conservative kind of uh, mentality, um, they probably might even feel that at this juncture, holding um, Bitcoin might be a bit um, wobbly. They will probably be able to change it to Bishop and uh, basically more enjoy from a stable you kind of a mindset. So conservative, uh, not looking for huge movements and volatility. Mm. I think this will be the kind of um, personality that will be interested in bishop right right yeah. so to me it's kind of it sounds like uh, basically anyone who's currently holding stable coins and they might be deploying this in, in several stable coin farms uh, they should consider a bishop as, as one of the avenues uh, in order to to generate some uh, real yield for sure uh, plus you farming on, on correct their stable coin equivalents correct i i think there are, there are many and uh, different um, possibility to actually incept to this coin you yeah. could start from bitcoin or you can directly insert into bishop. So we are right on that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for people who want to hold uh, bishop, and yeah. it's likely like they're holding as if it's stable coin, right? Correct. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So, moving into token rook. Yeah, let's go to rook. <laughs> so token rook will be um, um, close to a two-time leverage of um, Bitcoin, and it is basically for people who are more um, into. Um, leverage and obviously more adventurous and having a, a thought or mentality that Bitcoin is probably going to move up from here and I think that will be a good coin to leverage. I think we will mention again that um, Rook is interesting here because of the fact that there is uh, no false li liquidation within the Trunchest protocol. So uh, in, in that sense, people who want to 
be able to enjoy you in the form of chest tokens, have leverage, um, and also more into a risk-taking category. They will definitely uh, try to go into Rook um, to hold on to a mid-long-term in that sense. Um, I see. Yeah. So uh, to me, this sounds basically like Rook is for people who uh, want kind of an amplified exposure Mm. Uh, either on upside or downside of, of BTC, right? If you want to amplify it upside, then uh, they would hold Rook. Uh, and of course, if they want to uh, amplify their their prediction is going to go down, they can somehow short Rook as well, uh, and therefore have like a you know more uh, exposure to that. Uh, basically, it's like it's like a uh, amplified uh, position, amplified view of where uh, BTC is going to go. Mm. I don't think we allow shorting of rook at this juncture. It's more of a yeah, not on trenches itself. Yeah, but you know, sure. Right, so <laughs> if there's yeah, well, we 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 generally encourage people to be um, um, long only at least at least within our platform. Yeah, and yeah. I, I guess you 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 mentioned it very well in terms of like queen, bishop, and rook. We can basically classify queen as a long term holder of mm -hmm. a single line under asset. In this case, uh, Bitcoin. Um, for for bishop, definitely will be for more conservative type of uh, users, and rook will be definitely guys who are more speculative on nature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So while I think there are different risk profiles that could be targeted uh, for a more I guess sophisticated or well balanced investor, they could, for example, think of a portfolio strategy that has a right allocation of like mm. queen and uh, bishop and rook such that a certain portion is in stablecoin equivalent, a certain portion is in like BTC, and a certain portion is like a more highly speculative uh, component to amplify some of the returns, right? So Definitely agree. In fact, I think what we're offering is also the flexibility for you to be able to convert or change the balance of the tokens that you have in order to suit the current um, market climate. Mm, mm, mm. Could I just, it's just a curious side, side question, right? Yeah. How do you actually decide on the name? Like why? Queen, Bishop, and Rook. Like, is, it, is it related to their property somehow? Is, is Bishop like because they're very conservative and then Rook because they're like uh, charging? <laughs> no, that's a very good question. And actually, we we um, talked about it within ourselves. I mean, King, it's uh, the one that is there, but truth is, it can only move one step at a time, right? Yeah, it yeah. really depend on Queen uh -huh. that is uh, moving around. And so, the property of Queen is the real control of the chess board, mm. or everyone actually kind of like it's to um, queen. I mean, if you can know the number of moves that um, bishop can do, the number of moves that rook can make, well, basically it's all covered by queen. Mm. So queen being the main fund makes the most sense. And hence the kind of like a name under that will be respectively kind of a, a one down layer in terms of um, subordination, in terms of tranche. Mm. And mm. they should be just just below. Yeah, kind of makes sense. And, and actually, just thinking about it, uh, because yeah. the, the, what how the queen can move is either diagonally or uh, straight, right? Anywhere. And and therefore, the, and bishop can move diagonally, rook can move straight. Sure. So when you combine these two, you get queen. Whereas exactly. if you break down the possibilities of yeah. movement for queen, you get the... And that's a very, that's a very interesting way of looking at it. So, <laughs> so exactly yeah. like uh, the directions of uh, bishop and, and rook, 
is indeed covered by queen. Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of rook is you know uh, straight line, so it could be like flat, stable. Whereas uh, bishop is more uh, <laughs> inclined, so you know you can either be inclining up or down in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, yes, you can. You can be up or you can be sideways. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just uh, throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, of course, we have to kick the ties a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, I think. There are plenty of diva products already out there, yeah. uh, and while this is this sounds quite innovative, uh, we must point out that indeed there are yeah. alternatives already in the in the DeFi space, right? So, for for example, with uh, with Queen or with BTC holders, there are already places that they can of course get liquidity uh, and get yield uh, by providing liquidity, lending it out, uh, staking it here and there. Uh, plenty of sources. With um, stablecoin yield, there's also plenty, right? Nowadays, you know, from the very risky algo stablecoins to yeah. the really conservative kind of like lending and mm -hmm. like urine bots and stuff. And even for uh, amplified exposure, you have thing products from index coop like the Fly Index, and uh, later on they're, they're going to come up for more and more products. And in fact, uh, you could uh, kind of do it yourself if you go on any of the lending protocols and, and basically leverage up and get amplified exposure, right? Yeah. So how will will all of these products? compete or differentiate with the existing substitutes or equivalents uh, in, in other ecosystems or existing DeFi projects? Mm. So I think there is a lot of comparison to do. In fact, uh, the number of tokens that we can actually compare is quite a lot. Maybe we narrow it down to one of them? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... um. Yeah, I think first of all, it's uh, there are many tokens out there and and uh, and many many type of offerings. But in, in terms of tranches, what is unique in itself is the totality of the ecosystem it offers, right? And within within the tranches um, uh, protocol, we have the different tokens that caters to um, basically the needs of uh, different risk capacities. I think that's 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 actually a, a key focus in itself. Um, I clearly remember um, someone was asking with regards to Rook and how it's compared to other coins out there, for example, where there could be uh, similar offerings of um, leverage. Um, I think it's similar in the sense that, for example, we are all trying to solve um, a DeFi environment kind of problem, which is um, how do we minimize the risk of uh, being liquidated? I think that's one of them. Mm. And um, the next is how, how do you actually um, get into this type of tokens easily? I think it's uh, ease of access and also leverage. I think, I think most of um, um, the coins maybe are trying to achieve that. But I guess if you look solely at, at for example, I think that's where the similarity actually ends. Uh, we, we actually able to get you just from um, a single root token by itself. I think that's uh, leverage plus good you. I think that's quite good in that sense comparing comparing to uh, other um, similar token out there. In terms of uh, liquidation risk, I think this is a point that we have highlighted on multiple times. Uh, there's no false liquidation in tranches for, for Rook. Hmm. Um, and definitely we think that it also offers very low borrowing costs. And one thing that I would like to also highlight here, perhaps is not that um, apparent with also a lot of the tokens um, out there within within the uh, protocol, 
is that um, once you have chess tokens that is derived maybe from holding any of our coins including Rook, you can lock it and with the VChess that is produced, you get to enjoy um, a rebate um, of what Tronchess protocol actually makes within a single day. The percentage um, can be pretty exciting. Uh, we, we have not yet made any announcements on that, but we believe that the community would be pretty happy uh, once they see kind of like a, the number that's coming from us on, on the kind of um, um, sharing of uh, Tronchess protocol's uh, earnings on a weekly basis. Mm, yes. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I think we can we can dive into the chess token a, a bit later. But if, if you may allow me to also still dive into this a little bit more, like to be to be very clear with the differentiation, right? Sure. Because there's something like uh, fly as well. Uh, let's say the ETH fly from from index coup, right? It also doesn't have any uh, liquidation uh, that's possible, uh, and in, essentially the cost of borrowing is also baked into the to the token itself. So it, it seems like in the actual product features, uh, it, it doesn't really have a, have a difference, right? The, I think the main difference is, of course, maybe their Bitcoin product is, is not very, um, uh, to, my, to my knowledge, it's, it's not uh, as aggressive as uh, what, what we have deployed in terms of like rolling it out. Uh, so whereas now we are one of the first to market, I guess, in terms of uh, having a fly for BTC, right? I, I would say like, speed to market? Is, is this what we're going for? Mm. I wouldn't say that, you know, like uh, I would look at the coin in totality when, in, 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 in single token when yep. we're looking at it. I, I would generally, as I've highlighted, to look at it as a whole ecosystem. So I think it's what can be brought about, um, not just focusing on Rook or Bishop or Queen, but the fact mm -hmm. that at any point's time, if you want to look at a portfolio uh, asset management allocation and stuff, you can do it instantly. Mm. And I think what is out there, you may be able to have something that's offered by themselves as a single token, some particular um, similar uh, kind of profile, but you will not have them as in a combined totality. And mm. I think that's what makes Tronchess protocol unique and different. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. And, and of course, one uh, unique point that I, I know you've been emphasizing a lot is on the uh, lack of the liquidation, right? Mm. Because this is uh, a built-in part of the protocol. I think compared to something else that, uh, such as the fly, which would use like a compound thing, uh, they don't have liquidation because they uh, help you deleverage right, as, as part of their asset management. Whereas in this case, it's kind of like built-in uh, as some uh, built into the protocol itself that there's no liquidation possible. So let's go to some of the more extreme scenarios, right? Because sure. uh, with structured products, there's always that kind of concern uh, because I think if people just hold BTC, you know, there's volatility. Sometimes we even see uh, 30 to 50% moves. It's not uh, uncommon, right, in crypto. Indeed. So in, in Tranches' products for all of these, right, what will be the impact if, say, BTC moves, uh, drops by half, or suddenly pumps doubles overnight, right? Will there even be an impact? Um, I think that's a good question. So, so let's uh, look at the tokens one by one in this, in this uh, extreme scenario. So um, let's look at, first of all, token Queen. I think Queen tracks BTC on the ratio one, so, or close to one. In that sense, when Bitcoin does drop, it will, the NAV will follow the drop. Um, for Bishop, 
is basically dollar coin pack in that sense, it will not move. So the NAV will remain close to one. There's no no impact as what we have uh, mentioned earlier before. And now we look at Rook. So Rook is very interesting in the sense that it's a leverage token. And whatever the moves that Bitcoin or, or Queen has made in terms of NAV, the difference will be double uh, in, in, in what's happening to Rook because it's almost close to two times leverage. You mentioned a drop in 50% um, uh, or half. Yeah, oh. because if once if this and move uh, normally, you know, you might expect some sort of liquidation, right? Sure. Cascading as well. Right. <laughs> Does any of that happen? Right. So, so that's when the protection mechanism within Tron Protocol takes place. Even before, way before this takes place, uh, when we can look at uh, Rook, if it drops um, by twenty five percent, that will be close to a fifty percent. Uh, no, if King drops to a twenty five percent, and that will be equivalent to a fifty percent sort of a move um, for for uh, Rook that will already trigger a rebalance mechanism to take place. And when that rebalance mechanism takes place, the NAV of uh, all the coins will revert back to one and that's how false liquidation is actually prevented. Uh, I think I think there are some details here. Perhaps uh, if I can um, appeal to people who are keen to look at this a bit more to go to trontrust.com and look at the white paper and uh, documentation portion. Because the rebalancing happens at the NAV level sure. uh, within the trenches ecosystem correct and rather they kind of use an external uh, money market where you're actually borrowing against a collateral and you could get liquidated if mm. the if the borrowings like uh, are higher than the, the the threshold for the collateral because it's within the whole trenches ecosystem yeah. and you're kind of like borrowing between these different parties to form up the NAV right and therefore you can just rebalance within your own tokens itself uh, and therefore uh, not kind of like having to force some external liquidation to rebalance it. Oh, that's true. Sorry, I forgot to mention that I think from the onset. Uh, I think where where I have uh, maybe just to emphasize, I think Rook is basically uh, getting its leverage from Bishop. And so the transfer of risk is from Bishop. But in the sense that in the whole ecosystem, there is no uh, real net um, kind of a loss because it's all managed within the protocol mm. so yes in that sense uh, the rebalance takes place such that uh, is um, preventing uh, liquidation of bishop from 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 uh, a reduction in AV but it will not go into um, a process where uh, they are no longer able to function internally or like the excess of coins uh, that is need to be funded and so on because all these are taking place within the whole portfolio of Queen, Bishop and Rook. Yeah, yeah. So so in the sense that uh, Rook borrows from uh, Bishop. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, the interest rate from Bishop comes from Rook. Uh, Partially, yeah, yes. Yeah, and, and from, from some other sources. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so therefore, like this type relationship allows you to just rebalance internally. Right? Like, that's, that's an interesting part. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should also just explain uh, very quickly the uh, idea of NAV and how that uh, correlates because for the benefit of viewers who are not as uh, financially kind of uh, savvy. Um, so in terms of uh, NAV, uh, we take over a 30 minute um, Or team. even just the idea of NAV itself and what does it mean to, to have an NAV that's, that's balanced and... Okay, NAV balanced, basically yeah. if you look at um, other um, coin like Bitcoin, it's um, basically what just um, exist that you can see in trading at um, exchanges. So that would be 
NAP mark to market at that point of juncture. Uh, this can sometimes move, especially what we have seen in uh, smaller um, exchanges or in times of extreme market that could be when the market is very uh, illiquid. Uh, sometimes you may observe in the teen hours of uh, uh, Asian Asian time, there could be a blip. And so that kind of uh, triggers um, a temporary drop in the price or also called the NAV, net asset value. But what, what we have over here is actually a, a, a process that we take the average over 30 minutes. So basically we add up, we actually divide what's the price across this time to give you a price that's average across the 30 minute span. So with this in mind or in consideration, uh, for the beneficial of um, Trontref Protocol chess holders, they will not su su um, suggest, um, how you say, be allowing themselves subjected to a kind of a blip price or um, a kind of like a sharp move that we have seen in many cases of exchanges cause liquidation of their positions, uh, basically cause uh, maybe some unwanted um, unexpected move to cause their position to be wiped out. Mm -hmm. So that's actually the a bit of explanation of NAV, a bit of explanation of the TWAP and also like how it applies to um, the coins. Yeah, yeah, okay, thanks, yeah. thanks. <laughs> it's okay. a lot to digest. I think there's, there's one last bit about uh, the, the product itself, right? Mm. Uh, which is, we, we seem to be trying to do a lot of stuff kind of internally, uh, Building out the entire ecosystem, right, including the uh, the Oracle for a time weighted average, and also the trading itself for a bishop and rook, right, rather than kind of like, uh, I mean, we we will have it on certain indexes, but you have also built a more like traditional finance equivalent approach of like an order book exchange within tranches itself that you're going to launch. So, uh, what actually motivates you to? build out this more, I guess, TradFi approaches of, uh, you know, uh, this Oracle and also uh, especially the order book mechanism, given we already have uh, things like DEXs that could, you know, be fully composable with all these tokens. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I just wanted to, um, before we go back to the question, so I just saw the guys uh, saying that I, I probably want to highlight to you that at 25% of um, the queen drop or the Bitcoin drop, yeah. uh, that's when the rebalance will be triggered. Will be triggered. I yeah, see. I yeah. See. Just, just as a highlight. I think we mentioned that, but uh, I think I think we, we need to say that again. My, my guys highlighted. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, back to your question, I think as, as DeFi users, right, we, we encounter some of the good, bad and ugly of, uh, of the DeFi world ourselves. Uh, especially the Oracle attacks. I think by adopting an order book in which users are able to buy and sell discounted or, or premium uh, NAV value of uh, the future 30 minute T-Walk window. window. T-Walk actually, uh, actually hopes to eliminate um, any such Oracle attacks. Um, it, this, is, this is also something that um, we will take time to explain. Uh, and this this actually has to do with more how we can attract um, market makers becoming into an environment. We we all know the importance of market makers um, for any um, so-called exchanges or, or swap and stuff like that. So when we have this type of system, right, it actually eliminates um, not eliminates it lowers the cost and uh, becomes easier to manage for uh, market makers uh, to quote prices on two ends. Um, if you're actually quoting a, a live coin, uh, the movement or the underlying which moves a lot, it could be Bitcoin for example, 
you can imagine that at this juncture, this price is here, you'll need to put a bid and offer to put prices on both ends. And if it goes higher, you keep needing to delete away um, or cancel the orders and we put another two orders or three orders on top, following centered around where um, the actual underlying spot is. And, and that's the point of a market maker. Having a T-walk window, a 30-minute T-walk window, means to say that there's no need to be doing this because it's fixed until the next 30 minute where it's going to come through. So by having this uh, kind of um, um, setup, uh, market maker will be very happy to provide um, two-way prices to, to ensure everybody gets liquidity. So that's number one. When you make it easy um, for market makers, they come in and I think it brings value to Tranchest Protocol um, ecosystem to users. It means to say that there's going to be more liquidity, av liquidity available. So one of the questions that was asked to us, in fact, uh, in some of the AMAs and also um, uh, in, in within our Telegram chat is that, oh, you know, like, uh, how do you ensure that we have liquidity in your tokens and stuff? Um, the very fact that we have a T-Walk window could attract and should attract uh, the, the number of market makers, a number of market makers come in and make prices for us. And with uh, increased liquidity, um, it, it really it really is what we are trying to achieve. Um, better prices for users at, at, at any instance. Um, the, the last point also, it's uh, more for market makers as well. And, and again, this, this will make sure that uh, liquidity is even more robust, is that because it's a T-Walk space, um, you do not need to hedge um, the risk at any juncture instantly. If, for example, today you are a Bitcoin hold, your market maker for Bitcoin, and it's moving down, and you're trying to put some um, purchase bid order at the level, it moves down, you get taken, you get given immediately. You may want to get out of the position by selling, but sometimes it moves down so much that you don't have the time to sell, and that's when you lose money. Uh, I'm going a bit more into details, but because T-Walk is stable um, uh, into the next 30 minutes, the price making action can be focused on really the action of sorting out what users need to buy and sell without the need to keep constantly adjust for hedging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so is this kind of uh, the same setup that we see right now in centralized exchanges uh, and other kind of traditional finance instruments? Is, is, are we trying to basically replicate uh, what market makers are familiar with? Or which parts are like slightly different? Uh, we are actually trying to do something that is not entirely um, available in in DeFi, and for sure, in in the TradFi world, it's also not that well used. It's only to a certain extent. I think it's a combination of um, what we can see is available uh, as a possibility to protect the interests of market makers as well as users within the environment that we adopt this. So even in the TradFi space, um, so-called um, dealing of um, this um, T-Walk window um, is normally available only in very limited currency pairs. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of them are also only trading at point as well. And I, I guess this builds up to also a lot of risk in, in real life. Um, but I guess with the minds of everybody on the team, 
um, T-walk window plus also, and in fact, a not lengthy T-walk window, but a 30 minute one, kind of like suits the purpose uh, and uh, provide enough liquidity for users and also market makers alike to, to be most, how you say, efficient in, in, in getting uh, volume and transactions through and mm. into basically allowing them to buy and sell uh, in a very um, short time but coordinated manner. Right. Yeah, forgive me for, for diving a bit uh, deeper into this because like oracles uh, in DeFi are one area that a lot of people are concerned about, right? Like, you know, where do you get the sources uh, for the T-Walk and could this be also an a, a potential uh, part that can be exploited if people know that like, it's only going to move in the next 30 minutes or they know where the sources of your oracle, then they can kind of like play against that, right? So how do we mitigate some of these potential attacks? So firstly, you know, what are sources and then how do you mitigate like uh, some of the uh, strategies that can make use of this predictable <laughs> uh, change? Because there could be downsides as well, right? I mean, what's the downside of using T-Wop? Like, if, if it, the market moves quickly and then the, your T-Wop is not yet reflected, like, that could be, that could present some interesting exploits. Mm, that's a good question. But in, innately, if um, uh, what will happen is that people, if it moves be before that 30 minute window, people will have reacted by putting in the correct orders, um, be it adjustment on premium and discount. So that's point number one. And I think the next point where you want to uh, mention is that the point Oracle attack happened because it's at point at that very discrete time, uh, something like a blip happens. The T walk thirty minute space will basically disallow this thing to happen because I can't imagine someone able to press or um, hold on a blip in price for thirty minute nonstop. I think that's extremely difficult. Mm. Uh, with, with that in mind, uh, we, we kind of like did a back test. We understand also like what what is uh, a good enough time to basically get an average uh, to prevent this from happening. Maybe if you say that um, T walk one minute's extreme is a bit too short, mm. it's possible to still blip it or cause a very, um, or the blip could cause a very huge distortion to the average price. But the 30 minute will be definitely difficult to manipulate. Mm. Yeah, and, and I guess that saves got uh, uh, error in, 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 in price or people trying to do an oracle attack. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think we have uh, more answers from Bishop as well. Okay, so basically the oracle source is from Coinbase, API3, and backup is OKX. OKX will kicks in once Coinbase fail, which is uh, which based on the past stress test is extremely rare. Thanks guys. Nice, nice. Thanks. Okay, I guess it shows there's some real interaction going on. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good. Uh, and of course, the, uh, yeah, I think we can start to move to, to the other questions. I think, okay, right now then, we, I think the answers on uh, on the product is quite clear. There's there's one last part we didn't touch on the product, which is, because we talk about Rook a lot, yeah. right? Uh, and, and how the prices, and actually Rook and Queen, because these will require, you know, the, the price of BTC. Uh, to be reflected whereas for for bishop what's really important is like how what's the interest rate that you're borrowing from uh, uh in terms of from from uh, rook to bishop right so how is that interest rate set uh, and adjusted um okay so basically that would be um once we first of all have to okay we have an option basically for from um various uh, be it 
token queen uh, for 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 queen bishop or rook to be able to select kind of like a, the interest rate that they think would be fair. So and that could be zero to or four percent. And uh, basically everyone has a right to vote. And I guess the question would be then how would the weight of the vote be cast? Uh, that would depend on your VCHS or basically the amount of voting rights that you have. And I guess with VCHS the uh, concept uh, some a lot of the DeFi user might be really familiar with it. But some other other protocol has it. In terms of uh, VCHS, first of all, how do you get it? Um, first of all, you already previously have chess tokens. For you to have VCHS, you will first need to lock your chess tokens to be able to produce your VCHS. And uh, there will be different uh, session of like how much chess you lock that will generate the VCHS. And it will always be an ongoing, um, I guess you can say, um, tussle of power between bishop and rook on what the interest rate payable or receiving should be. Mm. So for bishop, which is uh, lending out um, um, coins or you can say transfer of risk, uh, would obviously hope to be able to lend at 4%. Uh, Rook, which is on the leverage side and borrowing risk on leverage, would obviously hope to be able to buy at 0%. So um, this will be done in a very um, transparent manner in which people can vote for this and it will take place on a weekly basis. Nice. And um, to add, obviously this is not the only interest rate they get. We are basically Basing it on Venus, uh, born rate on a seven week on a, on a seven day basis, and this will be add on to whatever that's being voted between Bishop and Rook. Yeah, I see. So you have the starting reference, which is then the money markets uh, on, on the ecosystem you can yeah. build on. Uh, but from there, you can actually modulate based on what the community votes on, right? Yeah, exactly. I think this is a very interesting one because. Uh, there's there's the two way game theory and it's like a recurring uh, like prisoner's dilemma kind of thing right where like well, you know one side wants all the way down one side wants all the way up but at the same time they need each other because if nobody's there to lend or yes. if nobody's there to borrow yeah. then there's the your product also the token you are holding no longer makes sense or you don't have enough liquidity for it we, yeah. right. So, uh, so because of that, then I think we are, we're trying to get the two parties to balance out on a middle point that, that is optimal. So we're trying to get the free market to then decide on uh, what is the most efficient uh, interest rate that uh, people would pay for uh, or, or lend out for. I, I think supply and demand. Yeah, yeah, just yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so we, we think that, you know, like that if it's going to an extreme of the 0.4% plus whatever that's being offered, um, people will come in on either side. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, thanks so much for going all the way through all the different products, right? And I know for our viewers who, who come through it as well, yeah. it's quite complex. So it's definitely I should read up the documents. I hope we broke it down enough uh, here. And now, based on all of this, right, it is all this is pretty novel. There are some interesting ideas in there that are like not really fully explored yet in DeFi. Mm -hmm. And it seems that you know, we're, we're really here to build something new and, and serious. So it, it makes everybody wonder, right? You know, it's not as if we're building 
Uh, it doesn't look like a, a copycat project that's planning to to rug pull and so on. No, no. Uh, and and I think based on the the caliber of investors as well that have come in, right, including uh, of course uh, three arrows and, and some of the others, and uh, including ourselves taking our a bit of our reputation. Long hash go, long hash ventures. <laughs> our, yeah. our reputation on this as well. Yeah. Uh, then the big question everybody always asks that I have to get to now, finally, elephant in the room, sure. uh, which is the whole anon team structure. Right, so since we're building something that is trying to be legit, why Anon? Well, that's a um, good question, and uh, we're not sure like uh, whether we want to give you the answer now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I I want to say that uh, I, um, we 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 are remaining in anonymity, and and basically that's me to come out to address with everyone. And presenting ideas it's only focused on one single purpose and that purpose is to be able to allow the rest of the team to be able to focus and continue to deliver the best protocol out there there is to you i i, I think you can see that this protocol has a lot of thoughts to it and you try the um, ui i'm sure the ux is great uh, and and what we are trying to do is continuing now this um, time and space to be able to deliver a few other things, multi-chain, other underlyings, and um, products in the future. If we are to distract at this point, where, you know, like tell everyone all, you know, like there's this guy and this guy, I'm not really sure like uh, what we're trying to fulfill or, or what what impact will it do. I'm sure you guys, Three Arrows and- uh, Spartan as well. Spartan, yeah. Binance Lab, Binance Lab, yes. Yeah, they, they would have seen the product and, and they clearly invested from seed round that believing that this is a good product because they have seen it, they have seen the white paper. Um, I'm very sure they saw the URL right from the start and they believe that it's a great project. So I think a great project or a great product is is, is agnostic to whoever is behind it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that is actually where, where our purpose and aim currently is. We really trying to we are really trying to minimize distraction, so that the rest of the team can focus on getting the best of the protocol out to everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's not it's not um it's not advertisement piece. It's, it's really it's real, uh, as real as uh, I'm being here and talking to everyone now. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, of course, I think yourself and, yeah. and the team being in touch uh, with, with us and investors kind of like show some level of trust. And to a certain extent, I think the reputation of the investors does de-risk some of it uh, mm. for, for the community to like by trusting the, the investors. Uh, and also, I think having looking at the product itself, what other kind of assurances can people who are coming across trenches for the first time uh, look into to feel more comfortable, right? How? What other indicators yeah. can they uh, depend on to feel secure that it's not a rug pool that's gonna come? Uh, I guess I think there's uh, multiple ways you can and you can look at this, and uh, it's just it's just maybe it's just me. I, I keep noticing the anonymity kind of questions uh, keep coming up. Uh, yeah. I find that very interesting. Um, no one will ever ask like, uh, "Wow, this shoe by Adidas is so good." I wonder who designed it. Uh, I mean, like, it's it's like it's it's there. It's a good. It's a great product. We'll buy it. And uh, I thought that it will also apply to the project that obviously we are in. Maybe it's of a different scale and, and magnitude. Uh, so so people are more concerned. 
Okay, but if I have to say so far the decisions that we have undertaken the strong chest protocol, I think uh, sound logical. I think we have already uh, launched on uh, pancake swap and others. Uh, a lot of people will ask why pancake swap, why this. Again, you are launching on pancake swap in anonymity. Isn't that a concern? No. So basically, we launch on pancake swap because. We think that with low gas fees and the kind of ecosystem that both um, uh, Binance has to offer yep. in totality, it's, it's basically a very um, lower risk and also higher potential kind of uh, um, so, uh, integration for us to, to start with. Yeah, I, I think also to, to clearly put it, uh, we we are anonymous, anonymous and, and one of the one of the small things or you can say that we're well, trying to convince people that uh, we are not trying to pull a fast one is that um, we actively conduct audits on, on our protocols and prioritizing the, the deployment of DAO which hands over the management of uh, the protocol to the community. I think the Tronches protocol is open source. I, I, I asked this uh, very clearly from, from our discussion with Queen. Um, and it has a one-day time lock, and all the contracts contracts uh, addresses are released such that anyone can actually monitor the transactions within the protocol. So it's, it's, there's no game theory, there's no hiding of any anything in that sense. Uh, I would like to also emphasize again: we we are a team. They are just working hard behind trying to make things work. So um, yeah, in the long run, so that's it. That's it. You know, mm. not not going to emphasize too much on the anonymity but since I really address uh, yeah, just yeah. Now. yeah sure thing sure thing yeah, yeah. I understand it often it's also a bit like a, a decision uh, that that is subjective for, yeah. for the team to take I think it's more to uh, assure the community or, or potential users of the product that you know um, yeah the, of the other signs that you can look out for right uh, one one thing you touched on just now was on like why packing soft and, and why BSC and I think you you explained a little bit just now, but maybe let's dive a bit deeper, right? Because yeah. there are other options out there already for uh, you know low gas or like high throughput. Uh, why did you choose BSC in particular? Uh, I think low gas fees, high performance, and reliability, which actually is kind of our top priorities when we're launching Tranches Protocol. I mean, yeah. with our C investor and 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 yeah. in mind, we want to make it work. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And of course, with finance investing as yes, well, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but does that mean you're limited to BSC? Because are no. you gonna like you know build out everything in BSC, or are you gonna go also go multi-chain? Well, we we mentioned before that I think starting with finance has the support of the finance community, and there's the exchange and a native ecosystem, and and they are naturally also we know that a fast-growing community itself. Um, we we have seen many protocols, big or small, actually on on BSC, um, kind of. Um, doing pretty well from onset. I think where we are coming uh, honestly is to ensure uh, a launch platform that will help um, make sure that we do well and also protect investors value. Mm. Uh, in the future, we are very open to looking at multi-chain. In fact, something that we have been discussing within the team, uh, what will be the next chain? What will mm. be the next underlying? Uh, I believe we had these conversations before uh, ourselves, so we are clearly in the know. Uh, but we have to decide. It's not a question of like whether we'll do it. It's more a question of when we will do it. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe that uh, this question will be seriously discussed and, um, and I believe action will be, will be meted out after the full launch of our protocol. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, excited, looking forward to that. Yes. And, and partly maybe uh, it depends on the community to make that decision as well, right? 
So I think the community part is, is always a core question for DeFi protocols. I think especially for trenches where we expect the community to play an important role to decide the interest rate of the lending uh, or slash borrowing between the two types of tokens uh, and uh, also get some sort of uh, revenue share and potentially going multi-chain. There are a lot of like the decisions that the community can already start potentially to get uh, involved in quite early on uh, with or without the tokens and even better with the tokens. So uh, what kind of community are we trying to build and how are we planning to engage them more? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, we will like actually all kinds of uh, people. We do not, we are not biased or we do not distinct users uh, from the protocol. I think it's more how we can appeal to everyone to take the first step to understand a bit more about Tranches protocol and uh, take away any bias also on the other side to start looking at this as uh, a unique um, kind of product by itself. Um, you know, there's always the question of like, are we appealing more to people from the DeFi space or we are actually appealing more to Threadfly in that sense? Uh, again, we, we are not, not biased because we are a platform born of DeFi and actually we have already mentioned that we are trying to block the gaps as uh, what, what DeFi users face, like ourselves. But at the same time, our aim is to have something that can be also be recognized or be utilized by mainstream. Mm. I think if we understand DeFi, it's actually meant for everyone. It's not just meant for a small portion of DeFi, it's actually for everyone. Mm. So in that case, when, when we have uh, people looking at it from all extreme, I think we have done what we are trying to do in bringing a bit of um, TradFi and a bit of real world uh, into um, DeFi and forming the bridge between both sides. Right, right. So we're trying to attract uh, more kind of people coming from TradFi into DeFi, and especially those who can understand uh, a more complex structured product uh, that Trenches is building and be able to contribute, in fact, to the discussion of the interest rate. Right. It, this sounds like what's the emerging answer. <laughs> uh, it's uh, no. So, so I would like to I would like to qualify that again. I, I guess uh, first of foremost, I think DeFi users generally because they have the background okay. and the experience okay. of of um, of where DeFi is, yeah. they will definitely be the first. Uh, and foremost, the ready community to be able to come into this yeah. from the onset. Yeah. Um, I my personal experience with people from TradFi or, or even speaking to TradFi people myself, uh, it may be something that they are familiar in terms of products because you, but you add a crypto element, nature yeah. and element on top, they will be a bit uh, stump and uh, basically they'll need some time mm -hmm. to interact and digest before they they decided whether like okay. Uh, it's not something that will collapse the next day. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. actually where, where they are. Right, right, right. So it's kind of in between where the DeFi people uh, may be familiar with this in the, from a token standpoint and okay. the interface standpoint, but they need to understand the structure part a lot better. Uh, whereas the TradFi people need to get to the crypto component. So I, I see now the community you're trying to build is kind of in between or trying to like pull these two groups closer together so that we, we get to like a sophisticated uh, DeFi core community. Yeah, like uh, I, you know, the way I put it is, uh, all users are welcome. Mm. Everyone's welcome. Uh, we will do our best to try and um, relate and explain our protocol to anyone who's interested. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Well, uh, I think this is also 
applicable in, in the discussion about, about multi-chain in a way, right? Because, you know, as we start from, from BSC, right, uh, there's certain community that forms, and then uh, as we move to other ecosystems, then there might be other communities that, that join. Uh, and even, I think, currently the emerging narrative is also institutions coming in, especially with more structured products that uh, will either are risk-mitigated to a certain extent or more predictable because uh, they're structured in that way. Uh, is that the direction we're moving towards? It's also not just DeFi users and TradFi, but also somehow institutions? Well, if we are moving into TradFi, I guess to naturally encompass FIs would be also a very natural move. In fact, um, such institutionalized uh, kind of setup um, to understand this is not very complicated. Um, I would not go into examples, but clearly in many different asset spaces, including equities, including FX, um, what is taking place in Tron Chess has somewhat um, already parts that is uh, out there. It's a very elegant and simplified format uh, in that sense that makes it easy for people to um, understand and actually able to execute. But at the same time, it's not as complex as what we are seeing uh, in TradFi. Uh, so for uh, someone in uh, FI, financial institution, to come and say that, oh, you know, today, we like this, we are interested in, 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 in uh, uh, maybe looking at it and putting some money in, it's definitely very possible. Uh, and, and that will go side by side with uh, TradFi individuals, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, certainly a journey that all of yeah. DeFi uh, is trying to move towards, right? I think we're all trying to create the world where one day, you know, we're no longer called DeFi and it's just just finance. <laughs> well, yes, and uh, we, we kind of like respect the fact that um, there are still governance um, into traditional finance and, and DeFi is itself uh, still emerging. And I, being very honest, I think we've seen some um, um, maybe not so nice incidents happening on, on DeFi space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, truth is sometimes it happens to traditional finance as well. But I think we perhaps will need to find uh, a, a day and a time where where kind of like uh, the base structure or or the, the the security of the protocol is at a you know very high level where it's so good that. Everyone have to recognize that you know there's there's no way of getting better, and start to being able to realize this as the way to go. I think I think that there's still a, a certain journey, and we we hope that at Tranches Protocol we are actually one of the first starter or or someone uh, a team that's actually bringing this forward. Mm, mm. Yeah, certainly ambitious. All right, I think we are coming quite uh, past the hour already actually. Oh, so. Um, Let's, let's wrap up with a bit of a future outlook, right? What can people expect uh, next from Trenches, right? What's immediately on the horizon? Uh, what's uh, immediately available that people should know about? Uh, of course, including the, the, the chess tokens, yeah. uh, including uh, potentially multi-chain, including yeah. the longer term. What if, you know, it's uh, aside from BTC products, we have uh, yeah. other products coming up, right? So can you just run us through very quickly what can people expect from, you know, one week, one month, one year? Um, sure. Uh, what day is today? Today, okay. So uh, coming on um, Thursday, on the fifteenth of July, 
we will actually be having um, race cap for amount of BTC that can be invested in tranches from 300 to 400 so from there onwards yeah, uh, so it is worth uh, no worry that currently we're, we're maxed out right like it's oh yeah really subscribe sorry we didn't even mention that but <laughs> but last what happened last Thursday was the we we raised the cap from 200 to 300 and uh, within, BTC, uh, yeah, BTC total uh, to, value locks, yeah, yeah TDL so basically within 15 20 minutes I think this uh, 300 this extra 10 hundred uh, Bitcoin allocation was taken up uh, in a flash. Um, so sorry for everyone that tried to um, get more. Um, it, the date is coming, and that's on the fifteenth of um, July. Eh? Yeah, fifteenth of July, uh, twenty-two fifteen. Uh, that's when you'll be able to get your next batch of um, BDC to Queen. Uh, thereafter, we will be also increasing the numbers gradually before our full launch um, the week after. In terms of like. Uh, I think we have mentioned about chains and, and underlying. We will like to have it, but um, we are pragmatic in our approach. We want to finish our launch and ensuring that uh, everything is, runs well before actually expanding into the other um, chains and underlying. And other assets. Correct, and other assets in this sense. Um, stay tuned to Tronches Twitter and also our partner at Long Hash Ventures. Nice. For five weeks. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up there. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Uh, King. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Yes, yeah. thank you very much. Uh, Thanks let's let's just do a quick um, also channel shout out. You know, where can people find out more about Trenches? I know there's a lot to digest here today. So please feel free to dive deep in the documentation, ask the team directly. Where can people read uh, and reach the team? Thanks. Uh, so definitely. The Twitter handle for Tronchess is at, at Tronchess, that will be T-R-A-N-C-H-E-S-S and for me it will be at D-C-K-I-N-G-T um, Go on to also www.tronchess.com and uh, go to documentation you will be able to see our white paper inside and if you are into details that will definitely work very well for you uh, We look forward to also more participation inquiries from the DeFi community uh, Thanks for looking at Tronchess protocol all right, excited to see more complex uh, structured products and also more good practices from traditional finance uh, coming into DeFi and spreading across chains and across assets. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Shikai, and the team at Long Hash Ventures. All Thanks right. for having us. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Web3 Native Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.